Welcome to Incredible Conversations, the podcast where you learn how to master self-love, mindfulness, and optimism to start living your healthiest life. With me, your host is Bo Wellman. I'm stoked to have you here with me today, and I cannot wait to get started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Incredible Conversations, Season 2, Episode 6 of Women of the World. Today I have a very dear to my heart guest on the show. This was my very first astrology teacher for Deborah Silverman's Applied Astrology School, and it is my honor to welcome her onto the show, Malika Semper, Certified Astrology Teacher, and we are going to dive into this conversation head first. But first of all, how are you doing today, Malika? Hi, Isabel. I'm doing really good. I was looking forward to this all morning. So I'm happy to join you here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. And I think yeah. the first thing I want to start off with is what is your story prior to astrology? And what was that bridge that led you in that direction? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I think I was born, honestly, I was born with this love of astrology. Like it has been a fascination of mine since as long as I can remember. But a prominent memory that sticks out is um, when I was little in the grocery stores, depending on how old you are, I know you're a lot younger than me, <laughs> in the grocery, um, like the checkout stand, they used to have these little... Um, horoscopes that were like tied up like a scroll they were all rolled up and they would have one for Capricorn and Aries and Sagittarius like all 12 signs right and I was always so fascinated by them and I think they would change like weekly you could get your weekly horoscope in the checkout stand and I would always ask my mom to get me one every single time and she always did and I think that was when I was just started getting so and I was young like started getting so intrigued with you know, what is this system? Like, what does it mean? And how do they know this stuff? And um, so, yeah, it started at the checkout stand in the grocery store with those little horoscopes. And just as I I grew older, you know, I just started reading about it more and um, studying a little bit more. And then I just knew enough to, like, my friends would come to me and be like, ooh, what does this mean? And I'm a Cancer and and he's a Leo. And what would that look like? You know, and and so I was able to just give, like, little interpretations. But it was all just very much self-study. And I never really... uh, did anything with it until until I got older. So um, before I really jumped into my astrology studies, I I did all kinds of stuff. I mean, I have two little boys, so my main role was like parenting and raising them. Um, but with that too, I was um, a, a teacher. I taught preschool and kindergarten. Um, I had a house cleaning business at one point. I took care of an elderly woman at one point. Um, so it was just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? And then one day, um, a friend of mine sent me these YouTube videos of this astrologer who made all these funny little skits for each sign. And they were hilarious. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were hilarious. And I was like, who is this woman? Um, 
I was like, I need to, I need to find her. I need to study with her. I'm going to make her my best friend, you know? And so I had all these ideas. And, and then when I found out more about her, I saw she had a school. Um, and so that's how I found uh, the Deborah Silverman Applied Astrology School. And that's where I really jumped into solidifying like my astrology studies, because it had been so, so self-study before. And if you've ever self-studied, you know, you can go down many rabbit holes with astrology and there's never an end. <laughs> so that's how I got like my formal training um, in this nice little container of, of Deborah's school. And that was back in uh, 2016. That's so much fun. Do you know when her school started? 2015. Oh, awesome. So yeah. you were in one of those first classes. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, and they used to start, she used to just teach them like in her home, you know, like in person. And um, then they've just developed from there. So yeah, I came in a year after she started her school. That's terrific. Were you <laughs> able to go into her home and be one of those students or were you online? Um, so I did online, so there's three levels to that school, as you know, because you, you just uh, participated in it. So there's level one, which was online, level two was online, and then level three, I got to be in person with her and the other students as well in, in Colorado. Oh, that's terrific. Mm. Yeah. Was that in Boulder, Colorado? It was in Boulder. Yes. I love Boulder so much. That was the first time I'd been there. Really? Um, mm -hmm, yeah. And, and I just so fell in love with it. And it made me so happy to just be in person with these people that spoke like the same language as me now, you know, because it, it does feel like a totally different language. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to be with those people who understand and can talk the lingo, like, when you say you're top three, you can say, I'm a double Leo and a Libra rising. And then uh -huh. when someone gets that, how does that make you feel? Immediate connection, immediate connection, because it's like, oh my God, you know what I'm talking about. You not only do you know what I'm talking about, but now you know me, you know, because there's so much meaning behind what you said, double Leo with the Libra rising. Like now I know so much stuff about you just from that little sentence. I wish people would introduce themselves instead of by their name, just by like their sun, moon, rising. That would be fascinating to me. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to share with everyone uh, listening, what are your top three? So I am a Sagittarius sun and a Sagittarius moon, so double Sag, uh, with a Leo rising. All fire. And that's what I love so All much. That's what, fire. when I found that out, after our first class, I was so like, all right, this makes sense. Let's go. <laughs> Let's <bring> yes. it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Triple fire, triple fire. Yes. When, because people listening might not understand that, what does that mean to have triple mm -hmm. fire as your mm -hmm. top three? Yes. It's a really great question because I forget that people don't know what that means, you know, because it's just such part of my everyday existence. Um, so we really work with four elements within astrology, um, earth, water, air, and earth, water, air, and fire. And, you know, the fire element, those are the, the people that really have that, that 
passion and that drive and that enthusiasm. They want to like jump in and experience life, you know, um, they could be loud and they could be blunt and they could be messy and they could be annoying and they could be too much, you know, um, that's of course the shadow side. And then there's also the light side of being like the cheerleaders of the zodiac, of the zodiac, like being so inspiring and getting other people up and off the couch and moving and being like the motivators and the initiators, you know? So there's a lot that comes with all that fire. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there really is. When, uh, how do you see the fire in your own life? How do you initiate it? Or how did, how could you even give a tip to someone who is like, I don't really know much about astrology, but I feel like I have that, but I don't know if it's really there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the way that I initiate it, and it's been a practice for me, you know, because, um, I have found that fire, that element of fire is the one that I struggle with because along with that, I have a lot of water in my chart and water is almost like the opposite energy of fire where with water, people that have a lot of water signs in their chart, now we quiet down and now we get introverted and now we get shy and we move into nonverbal communication and we're sensitive and we're emotional. We move with the feelings, you know? Um, so that really contradicts all this fire I have in my chart. So I have both that fire and, and, and water. And I find that the water takes over. It really softens my fire. So this big, loud, outward expression, you know, really gets like watered down <laughs> a lot of the time. So people trying to find their fire, that's such, um, it's such so much in resonance with me because that's like my story. So I have to remind myself that I am triple fire. And the way where it really shows up for me, because I have so much Sagittarius in my chart, which is the fire sign. I get excited really easily. Like, like I just get excited about the thought of um, like experiencing things this lifetime. Like you give me an idea and I'm jumping up and down or, you know, um, I experience joy like on a really big level. I just get excited about stuff. So um, the, the other side of that though is like you experience emotions really in a heightened way, but that also is like the shadow side of emotions like anger or irritation or frustration, you know? So like really working for me, it's a practice in working on expressing my anger, expressing when I'm not satisfied because the water in my chart tends to, um, kind of take away from that. Like I get quiet when I'm angry more so than the fiery side, which just voices it and bursts out, you know? So, so there's this fine balance of, okay, wait, I'm triple fire. I need to find my bravery and my courageousness and find my voice and speak up, right? And speak up for myself or speak up for my beliefs or what I'm passionate about. So it's a constant reminder, like, wait, light the flame, jump into your fire. And a really great way of doing that is um, like physically moving the body for fire signs, like exercise or jogging or climbing up a mountain or sex, you know, whatever it is that is like, gets the cardio going, gets the heart pumping, um, because that really gets the chi moving up and down your spine, right? That Kundalini energy. And that is what lights the flame and heats us up, right? Literal fire. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of like little tricks and tools to jump into your fire. 
I love that. I love hearing your own expression of that and how it does matter about the other underlying factors of the chart because some oh, people yeah. are so consumed with the, oh, my, my sun is this, my moon is that. I don't really mm -hmm. feel these things, but oh, astrology sucked. It's like, eh, no, you yeah. can just <laughs> put the brakes on that. Yes. If you're not knowledged up, like let's, let's dive in. Let's understand why or like what other aspects mm -hmm. could be shat, like being that umbrella, I like to say, yeah. to um, kind of shower these other areas of our <laughs> lives. <laughs> totally. And, you know, I never, like, I understood I was triple fire, but before I really got well-versed in how to read an astrology chart, I never felt like triple fire because you see somebody whose sun, moon, and rising sign are all in fire, one would assume that they're like completely off the charts. They're completely nuts. They're <laughs> like shouting off the rooftops, you know? Um, but I was so quiet and there was a shyness to me and an intro, like a major introversion. And when I got more well-versed on how to like really dive deeply into a chart, I was like, aha, look at all that water. Look at that fourth house right there that's packed with planets that, you know, the fourth house is cancer energy. Mm -hmm. And cancer is quiet and wants to stay home and be with their family and, you know, things like that. So I really resonated with all the water in my chart and it gave such permission. Away from the fire sometimes. Mm -hmm. Gosh, isn't a permission slip so helpful in life? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And when we talk about permission slips, I love that. I love how Deborah has brought her own context and conveyed her own analogies to how to process this so much easier for someone who isn't as into the metaphysical world, but gets mm -hmm. general life. Um, mm -hmm. How do you think that you turn off the ego and turn on the observer and what does mm -hmm. that even mean mm. that's a really good one so we learn about the observer this is something that um i learned in depth through my teacher deborah silverman and turning on one's observer right in life there's so many things that happen to us as human beings and there's so much emotional attachment to things and with that comes emotional hardship emotional trauma um or emotional stress right but when we're really stuck in it like the stress of our life there's this little tool that we can do where we turn on our server and essentially it's almost like looking at ourselves without judgment and just observing hence the observer observing we're reacting, what we're, what we're going through, how we are responding in situations. It's really like looking down at yourself. It's like you have a camera and you are the camera. You're looking at the front of you, you're looking at the back of you, you're looking at the sides of you, and you're simply observing your reactions, your responses without judgment, right? There's a kindness when we move into the observer um, and we can just like observe the fact that we're feeling really hurt, but we're not reacting with crazy emotions, right? With like, um, we can 
observe the fact that we're really angry, but we're not like putting holes in the walls and punching things, you know, it's, it neutralizes, um, it neutralizes really intense, heavy things coming in. And so the observer turns on and we're able to see ourselves from the outside without judgment and kindness. And in relationship with the ego, ego thrives on drama sometimes. The ego thrives on theatrics. It thrives on attention and being seen and, you know, all of those things. And when we're living in the ego, and, and I do believe that there's healthy ego. You know, a lot of people look at ego as being like a really negative thing, but I think it does serve us on some level as humans, you know, a healthy ego. But turning on the observer and just watching ourselves and laughing at ourselves, right? Not taking it all so seriously. It gives us a chance to step out of the, the drama or the theatrics or the stress of life and just neutralize the situations. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. That's a really great way to put it. Yeah, because a lot of people do witness the ego as this like, oh, that's so yeah. petty of you or so whatever. And mm -hmm. how, how could you be like this? And it's like, yeah. oh, actually, it's like, it is really how our personality is. And if we can mm -hmm. accept that and mm -hmm. then realize, okay, these are my little quirks and traits. Now I get to choose. I get to make that yeah. conscious choice and I get to be mindful of how I operate, how mm -hmm. I relate to another. And mm -hmm. then you can honestly be the director of how any situation goes from that point on. Yes, it's like you have control over situations, you know, without not ego control, more like a um, obs an obs observative. Is that a word? Did I just make up a word? No, <laughs> observative, <laughs> like observative control, you know, um, and, and there's a difference in that, right? So. Yeah, you're the, the omniscient uh, all seer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Are there uh, any ways that you really harness staying present and staying mindful in our everyday life, especially during these times of uncertainty and maybe certainty? Mm -hmm. So I think the way, I think my practice and how I just stay grounded, I would, I would call it like staying grounded through all the, you know, outside turmoil, um, is really, and, and it goes back to astrology and elements, is really finding my earth. You know, the earth, the earth essence, the earth signs are the ones that remain solid, remain stable, um, keep their feet on the ground. Um, they're the ones that we can go to in times of crisis or, um, you know, when things feel really unstable, the earth signs, the earth essence is always grounded. And so for me, I tap into within my birth chart, the, the earth signs that I have, and that helps me like go back and find my center, you know? Um, so finding my earth, my grounding, finding my center, using the observer, like we just talked about. Um, and then just these like little mantras of trust, you know? Um, the universe is is always working for me and never against me. It's one of my favorite little um, self-care, self-help lines that I say to myself, you know, in, in those times of uncertainty. Um, and so, yeah, really moving back into trust. And that's such a 
um, Neptunian sort of essence. I have Neptune really strong in my chart and Neptune allows us, oh, my puppy just came in. Um, Neptune really allows us to be in those higher realms. It's a very spiritual planet and um, moving back into spiritual trust, like, you know, I'm taken care of, I'm safe, I'm okay. Um, and Neptune is so, so strong in my part. So I think it's easy for me to access that, to go there and to really lean into all of the safety nets I have through the spiritual realm. That is such a gift to be able to acknowledge that and to be able to implement it in whatever mm -hmm. way it feels really good to you, really natural. Mm -hmm. I think right now a lot of people see that stillness and meditation and these different self-care practices are so popular right now and of course because we're all kind of hunkered down or trying to stay safe and avoid yeah the, the nuisance of what's going on in the outer world but mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming <laughs> it can totally be like, overwhelming yeah it can be like what what do i have to choose if mm -hmm. if this is working for all these people why isn't it working for me mm -hmm. maybe it's just taking a step back and acknowledging i don't need to try to do everything all at once I get yeah. to have this tool belt of all of my little, uh, all of my little uh, like Pokemon balls, and I get to pick which little animal <laughs> I get to throw out and play with right now, or I get to choose to help me move through this moment. Like if I need to sit for ten minutes, awesome. But if that's not going to work, maybe I need to go run and just mm -hmm. be outside and immerse myself in that nature. Ah, that's really yeah. yes. And the beauty of astrology is also being able to look at people's chart and being able to see exactly what they need in order to come back for themselves, come back to themselves. And so, like, just having this, uh, this wisdoms and these tools of astrology can help so many people, you know, because one person's chart really suggests meditation and introversion is coming back to the self. Another person's chart would suggest play and going out being free in the wild and you know it's coming back to themselves and another person's would suggest moving into the intellect like writing and you know intellectual connection as their medicine right so we're all built so differently and so uniquely and being able to read that is really fascinating mm -hmm. when we do talk about these different ways of moving our chi and getting our energy out. Mm -hmm. What is one myth around astrology that you'd like to bust or like lay out for everyone <laughs> right now <laughs> that mm -hmm. comes to mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is um, the sun signs. You know, people think, okay, I'm a Taurus, so these are my attributes. And some Tauruses don't relate to everything it says about Taurus, you know, Taurus is like slowing down and being calm and staying grounded. And then we have these buzzy, busy Tauruses buzzing around and then they throw astrology away because they only checked in on their sun sign, right? So you can have this Taurus who's really hyper and really fast because maybe they have like five planets in Gemini, which totally overpowers the soft, calm, slow Taurus, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Sun sign astrology 
I just wish that people realized that we're so much more than, than our sun sign. You know, there's just so many more components and a lot of times stronger components in the chart than just being a Leo or just being an Aquarius when you don't really resonate to your sun sign. And then they just, they don't know that maybe um, they have four planets in Scorpio and that's why they're so deep and introverted, you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, just like looking at your sun sign, it's just so... Um, it almost feels like commercialized to me, right? It just feels like totally up on the surface. And so when we dive deeper, we can see all those other components that really make us up. I love that. But don't just look at your sun sign, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go, come, come talk to us. Come get yes. a thing. <laughs> Let us help exactly. you understand yourself on a deeper mm -hmm. level. And right now more than ever why not break it down and this is going to snowball my one of my last questions for you about how you are really harnessing the power of us leaving the saturn jupiter in capricorn and moving to aquarius and in a general way to explain that to the listeners today what does this mean and how could we see the shift in our lives right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's such a big topic right now in astrology, right? This, these really two, our biggest bodies in the heavens, Jupiter and Saturn, um, moving out of the cycle. So really it's the ending of one cycle and the beginning of this absolute new cycle. People call it the age of Aquarius because both these guys are moving into Aquarius together. Like they're holding hands and doing it together. So it's this amplified energy of complete paradigm shift, complete shift in, in how we've done things. You know, they, they were in Capricorn together and Capricorn says, we do things the old way, do things traditionally, we do things how they've always been done. We honor the old ways and, um, you know, Capricorn also rules government and structures. And so a lot of that was like, really staying stuck in the old ways of, of doing the rules right? And now it's like they both pack their bags, Jupiter and Saturn, and they're, jump, they're leaving that behind and they're jumping into Aquarius. And Aquarius says, we break the rules. Aquarius says, we do not do tradition. We do not do the old method. We do everything new. We do everything unexpectedly and unplanned. Um, we do things in a way that is totally outside of the box. We're coloring outside of the lines now. And that's really exciting to me. And exciting as an astrologer, you know, to, to know what this means. And so with these two guys, today is the day that Saturn officially moved into uh, Aquarius at zero degrees. So it's doing the work of the new now, right? We're, we're letting go of all the old ways that we've done things. And really, Aquarius is also looking at the collective, looking at the community, looking at the people, you know, as the people and coming together in that way, um, humanity really coming together and creating this new way of, of doing things, looking at the past patterns and saying, this hasn't been working, this isn't working. We're throwing that away. We're breaking that and creating something new now. And so that's really exciting. And I think collectively, we'll see it in our government, we'll see it in, um, you know, society, the way society, uh, uh, the, the structures and confinement of how we're told to be in society, all of that is shifting and changing. And we're finding our 
our colors, our rainbows, you know, of, of doing things not in the normal way, because who wants to be normal? Not me. But, um, you know, really finding our individuality and finding our uniqueness and moving more into that direction rather than leaning upon or relying on ways that have always been there for us, which didn't serve us. I love that. Do not rely on the old structures that do mm-hmm. not serve us anymore. What a mm-hmm. beautiful way to sum that yeah. up. And then if you want to take it to another level, um, so that's like collectively, right? But you can look in your own chart and in your very own charts, you can look to see where zero degrees of Aquarius falls. Um, And this is more advanced astrology, of course, like what house it falls into. And that will tell you personally the area of life where you're being asked to let go of old ways of doing things, let go of old beliefs or old habits or old patterns and invite something in, you know, it'll tell you specifically if it's in your home life, if it's in your work life, if it's in relationships, whatever it is, you can also personalize that towards your own chart. That right there is enough to get anyone up off their seat and go, oh, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because shit is getting real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that so much. Thank you for explaining that. Before we head out, is there anything that you would like to say for everyone to know where to find you, how they can get in contact with you, and any services that you have? Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, I have a website. It's it's just my first and last name and with the word astrology behind it. So MalikaSemperAstrology.com. Um So I'm on there where I book readings. You can book readings with me there. And I also work for Deborah Silverman, right? That school I went to many years ago. (laughs) I'm one of her teachers now. So I teach that school. Um, And we do have like 30 amazing teachers there. I'm just one of them. And um, I also do readings through her. So you can find me on Deborah's website, which is DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on my social medias. I do little updates, um, here and there, little update videos on the moon shift. So that means our emotional, uh, the collective's emotional body shifts a little bit too. And, you know, big things are happening like the eclipse we just had and things like that. I'll make little updates on there. So yeah, if you just type in my name, um, you can find me on the social media platforms as well. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me today, for having this conversation, for just breaking down what astrology can really bring into people's lives and that when we can get past the woo-woo-ness of the first very surface level sun sign yeah. myth that we have. <laughs> Getting past the sun sign. <laughs> yes, get past that ego mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. go deeper. So thank you for just sharing your knowledge, sharing what what you know and what you've learned in your own experience. I honor you so much. And I'm so thankful that I was able to undergo teaching through you and learning through you from my first get-go of it. So if anyone is out there and wanting to do applied astrology, I 100% recommend getting into Malika's team because it is so much fun and it's so safe and supported and it's so loving the space is just love so don't be afraid to pull the trigger right now more than ever 
break away from your structure. <laughs> That's right. Your eccentric freak flag, <laughs> like Deborah That's would. Right. <laughs> yes, Aquarius. It's all about Aquarius right now. The freak flag. <laughs> so, without further ado, everyone, thank you so much. Malika, thank you so, so, so much from the depths of my heart. I'm so thankful. And yes. we'll be checking everyone out next week. I hope everyone has a great, great, great end of this week or start of this week. It's Monday. <laughs> and we'll catch you on next time. All Bye. right. Thank you, Isabel. Bye. Well, y'all, that was another incredible conversation in the bag. I'm so stoked for you to tune in today to meet my very first astrology teacher. And if you feel like an astrology reading resonates with you, would align with giving you a little bit of clarity in your own life and how energy shows up for you and what your purpose is here on this earth, book a reading with me. You can go onto my website, incrediblecoversations.com or onto my Instagram link in the bio handle at Isabel Wellman and we'll dive into your basic astrology chart. We'll go a little bit deeper in what stands out and you'll get a good understanding for how your karma shows up, where to go off into into life and if you are maybe asleep or awake to some of your chart's energy. Thank you guys so much. I'm sending so much love out to you all, and I hope you're doing great. Remember to show your love by sharing this on social media, leaving a review, giving a comment, or simply telling me something that you liked about this. Thank you guys so much. Sending my love to you.